you can have these elements of luck show up in life, but you also have to be able to show up and step through. And so living lucky is really about putting yourself in a position where you can accept the divine intervention when you're putting yourself out there in service of others amazing things show up. If you're not conscious about your investment strategy, you won't end up where you want to be, not financially or as a human. On this show, we interview highly successful investors and share how they overcame limitations to become unstoppable forces of success. If you're ready to learn what it is to be a conscious investor so you can end up where you want, keep listening. Great to be back with you, Conscious Investor. Today, I am joined by a good friend of mine, Michael Kwan, and I am more than confident, abundantly confident that you were going to find this episode just loaded with lots of learning and opportunity to supercharge going into 2024. Today, we're going to be talking about finding that one belief that is going to supercharge your 2024. And that means we're going to have to do some reflection on the past year. And let's find out how do we find some disempowering beliefs so that we can really um, reverse that and make that into a strong belief and re-engineer it, if you will. Before we dive in, before we get into Michael's background, by the way, one more thing, he's a repeat guest. And repeat guests are not often on the show, but Michael's a good friend. And I know that he served you powerfully when he was on the podcast earlier. And I know that we're going to continue to create powerful content for you in this episode. Before he comes on, I just wanted to let you know, if you were a longtime listener, I just want to thank you for your support over the years. It has meant the absolute world to me. Creating this much content, like that's a commitment. And knowing that you are there and that you are listening, it is literally wind beneath my wings. I appreciate all the reviews that you have put on the different platforms. Some of you have sent me emails and even text messages along the way. I just appreciate that so much. If you are a new listener to the Conscious Investor Podcast, thank you. I am so happy that you are here. And I just want you to take a moment to hit the subscribe button because then you're always going to be in the loop on what's taking place. Mondays, we have a mindset episode. Thursdays, we're going to have interviews with amazing experts talking about health and wealth. I get to do mindset on Mondays. Okay, so we got the mindset loop covered. All right, let's go ahead and let's dive in. Michael, what a blessing and a treasure to have you back on The Conscious Investor. Welcome. Thank you so much, Julie. It's quite the honor to come back as a guest of The Conscious Investor podcast. What a phenomenal podcast. And you're just growing like crazy, which is no surprise to me because you're touching people's hearts, you're touching people's minds, and it's just a phenomenal podcast that I listen to on a weekly basis as well. Oh my goodness. I just, now I'm going to just like go over here and smile <laughs> in, my, in my corner. Thank you. I really appreciate that, Michael. So, okay. In all reality, conscious master, when you have friends that listen to your show, sometimes they do it in the quiet and they don't let you know. And sometimes they do let you know. And then sometimes most often I just wonder, like, I don't think my friends listen to my podcast. <laughs> so if you are a friend and you're listening to the show, let me know that it means the world to me that such a dear friend is listening to the show and it benefits you as well. Michael, yeah. you have a really cool background and you're at this really neat transition. And before we dive into finding that belief to catapult 2024 for the conscious investor, can we just do a quick survey? Like, where have you been? What have you done? And where are you headed? Yeah, great question, Julie. I've been very fortunate, very blessed to have a very interesting life so far. And I was very blessed growing up because I had a couple of uncles 
a rich dad, poor dad scenario where I got to see them actually build businesses and acquire real estate. And it really gave me the belief that it's possible to have a non-traditional career. So just out of college, I ended up starting an IT company in the depths of a recession, actually right after 9-11. And I was just very fortunate because I was surrounded by good people and good books, good mentors, and good masterminds as well. And I was able to grow that business over the course of 10 years. And we eventually exited that business, sold it to a private equity company. And then I used that money that I'd acquired and used it to buy cash flowing real estate. So that really gave me the financial freedom to explore whatever it is that I wanted. And at the time, I thought it was the whole retire early thing that I wanted. To a certain extent, it was because then I was really able to focus on my family the last 10 years. And it was such a huge blessing to be present with them over that course of time. And what was also interesting was that part of my identity prior was like this entrepreneur. But once you exit the company and then I'm basically a stay-at-home dad, I was like, okay, there has to be more. And you get this itch and it's like, okay, what is it that's next? And so I've done everything from selling things on Amazon to buying and selling NFTs, building a course about that, writing a book, creating a podcast, doing YouTube shorts, videos, everything, because it's cool because I get to try a lot of different things. But what really I think sticks with me now and where I'm really headed now is speaking. And I'll tell you, Julie, speaking wasn't something that came naturally to me. In fact, it was something that came very unnaturally to me. It was actually something that I thought I could never learn. And this was all predicated on a belief that people didn't want to hear what I had to say. And I would say part of that belief really stemmed from when I was a child. And I'm naturally an introvert by nature, but I use that as an excuse. I use it as an excuse to basically be shy, to not connect with people, even though I wanted to connect with people at the deepest levels, which was interesting. And as I kind of went on this journey, I ended up doing a lot of personal development. I ended up going to some Tony Robbins events, and that's where everything shifted. So basically, 2015 was the first Tony Robbins event that I went to, and he really taught us how to use our physiology, how to shift our mindset, and then really tapped into understanding our beliefs. And so now the great thing about this is that so many cool things have shifted once I changed this one little belief that people didn't want to hear what I have to say. And I shifted it to people need to hear what I have to say because I know that there's value there to serve other people. And I stopped being selfish, ironically enough. And so there's a whole story behind that, Julie, that we can get into. But that's kind of where I'm at today. And it feels great. Again, this is not something that I wanted to do, but I feel pulled and called to do it in service of others. Contribution is so critical in life and the gateway opens up other opportunities and it feels so good. As we're talking about that contribution and about what you want to speak on, there are a lot of people right now that feel very much called to speak. And I love that you have taken that disempowering belief. You surround yourself by strong people. You allowed yourself to be vulnerable and to be malleable in different environments so that you could identify that disempowering belief and really say, challenge it and turn that into something that was really powerful. We just got done spending time and I got to be the beneficiary of just being there in a very small space of 14 people total in private mastermind, right? And you led it, you spoke, you facilitated. It was so powerful. And so I've been able to see you actually demonstrate your greater contribution to the world 
And in that, I remember you brought up living lucky. And so you think about speaking, let's talk about living lucky and what does that mean? Yeah, great question. And we're talking all about beliefs this episode, right? And the reason why beliefs are so important, first and foremost, Julie, is that beliefs are the parent to our actions, right? Whatever we believe is going to dictate what our actions are or are not, right? Sometimes we have beliefs that stop us from taking action. But if we also have beliefs that allow us to take action, that's going to get us a certain result. And inaction is going to get us a certain result as well. So that's why the beliefs are so important. And so when we talk about living lucky, this is actually a belief that I adopted pretty early on. And it's served me quite well over the years. And it's allowed me to go on this journey of many multifaceted experiences over time. So I will tell you this. It's pretty fascinating. I told you how I had this disempowering belief that no one wanted to hear what I have to say. And I would be the guy maybe going to the seminar, sitting in the corner, just very reserved, taking my notes, not really saying anything to anyone, wanting to say something to people. But I just was like, well, they're busy, right? I don't want to bother them. I always had that in my mind. Like I was trying to be respectful and whatnot. And part of living lucky, I think, means you put yourself in the situations where luck can appear. And so even though I was not necessarily engaging with people, I wasn't using my voice per se, I was at least putting myself in a situation where I could grow. And so growing in the space of you know, maybe like a Tony Robbins seminar, maybe it's going to a financial investor seminar, real estate investors, whatever it may be. If you put yourself into an environment where things can unfold, then all of a sudden, I believe life opens up for you. And so I'll tell you a quick story, maybe not so quick. And actually, we touched on this a little bit on the previous episode. However, for those of you that didn't hear this before, one of the things after selling my company is I felt a sense of gratitude, right? Because I was able to be present with my family, had enough money to not worry about where paychecks are going to come from and having to work for money. And so part of it was just like, I think once you have enough in terms of your basic needs and your certainty is solidified, then you start to figure out, okay, well, what else can I do? How can I serve, right? Because I felt like this sense of contribution because I've been given so much in life. And so because of that, I would go and I would volunteer at this Tony Robbins Youth Leadership Summit. And so this is a place where 250 kids will come to a college campus in San Diego. And San Diego is where I live. So it's right in my backyard. And I would basically go there and I would serve as a youth captain. And all that means is essentially we're chaperones and we're helping to create the environment for the kids to come in and get all the great content that Tony serves his team. So Tony actually isn't at that specific conference, but he brings his entire team and then he brings in powerful motivational speaker. And so the guy that does it, his name is Marlon Smith, and he's a phenomenal speaker. He's an internationally renowned speaker, and he has been doing this for the last 30 years. And so when I came in the first time to this seminar, he'd been probably doing it for at least close to 20 years at this point. And so I'm just watching, observing, trying to hold space for the kids, ask them questions. At the end of the day, we do debriefs and they just talk about what they learned. And I was just so inspired, Julie, by the kids and what they were able to do in terms of taking a limiting belief and then pushing through it. And so part of the reason why this story is so powerful is because listeners, you guys can use some of these tools. And so we do this process, which is called belief busting. And so literally the first day or two, 
we're writing on a, well, it's a board, a karate board, essentially, right? You know, the ones that you see them punching through. And we write on the board what our limiting belief is. And then on the back, you write, what's the truth, right? What's the empowering belief that you want to break through to? And so the kids are doing this. We're helping them. They're getting set up. And you can see they've got this visceral, like, you know, angst because it's not just a board, right? It's not just a piece of wood. It's actually what they're afraid of. And you can see their physiology completely shift. They start getting shallow breaths. They get like really uptight. Their hands start getting clammy. Some of them start crying. Some of them try to leave the room. And so we're doing our best to hold the space. But one by one, they step up and we teach them different tools, how to use our physiology to get into an empowering state. And once they do that, they step up, they do what we call like a power move and they shift themselves and they're like, okay, I can do this. And then all of a sudden they break through. And it's just amazing because you can see them, the joy of them being able to take that disempowering belief and break through and realize what the truth is for the first time on the other side. And so for me, that's just super empowering, right? And so I would basically just observe this and be like, wow, this is incredible. And the cool thing, Julie, is that at the end of this, when the kids are done doing that, and then they go to their next session, the captains, the volunteers, we get to do the process as well. And so this is the first time, Julie, that I ever wrote on the board. And I said, nobody wants to hear what I have to say. And this was back, I think, in 2015, 2016. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to just power through this, right? And I did. I was like, there's no way I'm not going to break this board. And I just smashed it and it kind of blew up and all these shards of wood went everywhere. And I was like, okay, that was cool. But here's the thing. It didn't necessarily integrate because I think I came back another year and then another year, I wrote the same exact limiting belief on the board. So now we're talking three years later and I hadn't broken through it because it was more of an intellectual thing. I just want to break the board. And I was like, all right, now's the time to actually deal with this. Totally. So I wrote it back again. And this time I said it myself and I said, okay, it's not about the board. It's about this belief that I'm holding myself back when I know I should basically be serving more by sharing my voice. And so I literally busted through it. And this time it felt totally different because I went through it and I was like, okay, there's something else out here. And now back to kind of this living lucky piece, right? This was 2018. And what had happened was... I was doing some financial blogging on my site, financiallyalert.com. And one of the other captains, the other coaches, she was helping Marlon Smith, the main facilitator of this conference in the green room. And he was just talking to her and he was saying like, hey, I really want to be able to serve more people by helping them with their finances and helping them to find financial freedom. And she's like, oh, do you know Michael Kwan? He actually does some blogging in that space. And he's like, no, who's that? And then she's like, oh, yeah, he has his blog. So I said, oh, well, tell him to come meet me because maybe there's something we can do together. And I got to tell you, listeners, she came back and told me that. And my heart literally like skipped a beat. And it was half because I was super excited. But to be honest, the other half was sheer terror. Because I was like elevating this guy that was on stage. And I was like, he's got this incredible stage presence. And I'm like, who am I? to go talk to him, even though he was the one that told me to come find him, right? right? I made every excuse in the book not to go see him and talk to him. And literally, there was a couple of times where I saw him on the side, and then kids would come up to him and like, oh, well, it wasn't meant to be, right? And so I'm like, well, if life throws me a bone, then I'll go take care of it and I'll do it. So I'll tell you what, Julie, the very last night of the summit, I was like, okay, you know what? 
whatever. I'm going to stand in line with the kids because there was like a dozen kids in line to go see Marlon. And I got in line with him and I basically was like, all right, well, whatever. I'll just go meet him. And as I met him, he was the most genuine individual, exactly who you see on stage, just a great energy. And he's like, Michael, we got to do something. Give me your card and we'll get in contact. And I'll just kind of fast forward a little bit. He ended up contacting me. We ended up just talking. And he was like, we got to do something. You know, what is it? I don't know. Let's just brainstorm. So we were brainstorming for the next four months. And lo and behold, one day he's like, all right, I got it, Michael. We're going to start a podcast. And then that kind of heart skipping like feeling came into my body again. I was like, uh, really? Okay, sure. When an internationally renowned motivational speaker says, hey, I want to do podcasts with you. And my limiting belief was that no one wanted to hear what I had to say. I think that's when the luck started to show up. And I tell you this, listeners, because you can have these elements of luck show up in life, but you also have to be able to show up and step through. So yes, it was incredibly scary. I got behind the microphone. I got to tell you, Julie, the first episode, it took me like 25 hours to edit this episode because I literally sat behind Audacity, which is this wave file type editor and i eliminated every single filler word that i had and it sounded very robotic so go back and listen to it if you're curious and how terrible it was but here's the cool thing julie i just kept doing it and i kept pushing through and i wasn't good in fact i was terrible but then all of a sudden i wasn't terrible and i was just subpar right and then after subpar you get to 50 and then i'm okay and then after 100 okay i'm actually getting better right And so there's this whole progression, right? And so living lucky, I think, is really about putting yourself in a position where you can, I believe, accept the divine intervention when you're putting yourself out there in service of others. I think amazing things show up. And that's just one little fleck. There's too many to share in this episode, but my life has been scattered with those. But you have to step up. And so I would offer you listeners, if you like to live lucky... I don't think you have to push yourself so hard sometimes in life. If you're truly out there using your God-given talents and you're sharing them in service of others, I believe doors open up. We've connected, Julie, and what a gift to have this connection with you. It feels like I've known you like for decades, right? And it's only been like, what, like a couple of years or so at RubeCon. And what a blessing. It's absolutely amazing. And I love how you continually reiterate when we're using our gifts, our purpose, our calling, our potential, whatever you want to put that in conscious investor, when we're using that in service and care and contribution of others, amazing opportunities unfold before us. And we are in that vantage point of living lucky. And that's so powerful. And it really comes down to taking this full circle And so conscious investor, here you go. Buckle in. This is your turn now. Okay. You've heard. Now you have a role model who's taken you through this whole entire process of, I had a disempowering belief. And now this is how that's changed. How did you identify that disempowering belief? And how can the conscious investor, we might have multiple disempowering beliefs. I know I'm going to go on a little bookmark this and go for a sidebar. And I have my notebook here and you had us, you led us through this activity at this mastermind recently and conscious about you want to check out wealth builders mastermind, very complimentary to what the conscious investor movement is all about. And he said, Hey, I wrote down the question in my journal here, write down three disempowering beliefs that have held me back. What are they? 
And it was such a powerful time for me. I didn't even know some of these things were within me. So let's talk about how do we unearth, because you were attending, you know, Marlon is amazing. He is not underrating him at all, like, or overrating. Like there's no overrating Marlon. He is phenomenal and sincere and genuine and has such a heart for people. So you've been in that environment. So you've had some preconditioning, but what if the conscious investor hasn't been in that personal development environment? And this is our first time. Maybe we should even identify what is a disempowering belief and then how can we locate that within us? Yeah, that's a great question. And I'll tell you how I identified mine that had been really holding me back for years. So listeners, think about something in your life where you kind of have this itch, right? Where you know there's more. And I'm going to tell you where to look. And you may not like where I tell you to look because it's usually where your biggest fears are at. And it's this fear of not being good enough. It's almost this imposter syndrome is what it is. Back in the day when I had this limiting belief in my mind, it was like these delusions of grandeur, right? Being able to stand on a stage and present to people ideas. That was kind of the limiting belief. And yet at some part of me knew that I needed to do that in service of others, but I would completely dismiss it year after year, year after year, year after year. And so I think sometimes it's a matter of slowing down. If you do any type of meditation, it doesn't even have to be a formal meditation, but it could just be getting silence, right? Putting yourself in an environment where you have music that puts you in a pensive mode. I like the Forrest Gump theme from the movie. Yeah. That's an incredible piano suite by Alan Silvestri, I think his name is. And it just puts you in a place of thought to explore our gifts. And a lot of times when we get older as, as adults, we get so set in our ways of what we believe to be true in this world. So I would invite you to use imagination of what's possible. And when you start to stop yourself from imagining, that's usually where the disempowering belief comes up. So when I was thinking, oh, maybe I should go out there and serve more people by being a blogger, by being a speaker, by sharing my voice, that's when all the voices came up. Oh, who are you? Sure, you sold a company, but like that doesn't mean anything. Like you weren't this like super publicly traded company or anything. It was a small business. And you start getting these like disempowering thoughts in your head. I think that's where it lies. And so your mind will tell you where it's at. And the great thing about that is it's just thoughts. You don't have to own it. It can be there. And you can also dismiss it because the truth is also on the other side. And when you entertain that truth and when you finally Think about why it's there. Why is that itch there? Why does it feel like there's more for me to do? Because listeners, if you're listening to The Conscious Investor, it's no mistake. There's more for you to do. I think that's where you tap into it. And that's where you find it, Julie. I really like that. It's very tangible. And it's like those fears, apprehensions, excuses. As soon as I start noticing I'm making an excuse for something, that is one of my red flags as to... Whoa, 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 whoa. Check in, girl. Why am I making an excuse? And then there's a little stack of questions I could ask myself, which is, is it just something I don't want to do? Why am I avoiding this? Am I avoiding it because of fear? What is that fear that's behind that? And just picking it apart so I can get down to the center of it all and say like, okay, what is the truth in this? But we can't do that if we're constantly running around. And if our 
schedule is booked all day long and we haven't scheduled time for ourselves. We haven't put that time on the calendar. And Conscious Investor, you know how I feel about this. Our calendars reveal what is most important to us. It is biggest reflection of what our life is. And are you putting time in there for yourself? You spend an entire lifetime with yourself (laughs) more than anyone else. You spend the most time with you. And so are you putting time on the calendar for you so that you can have that space to be able to reflect and pull some things apart as needed? I also like how you said, where am I set in my ways? And we can become very comfortable in the life that we're leading. We become very comfortable in our beliefs. I've listened to this podcast. And again, Conscious Investor, I apologize. I don't remember which podcast it was. I'll have to dig it up. But they were talking about beliefs and values. Our values are unchanging. Our beliefs are always changing with new information. So challenging our beliefs. uh, And then saying, where does my imagination stop? I love that. I don't want my imagination to stop anywhere. This is fire right there. So when you find that disempowering belief and conscious investor, take time for yourself to go through this process. I'll add in here that when I was at the Wealth Builders Mastermind that Michael was leading, having that time that was set aside two and a half days, just intentionally set aside to invite this type of quietness, to invite this type of guided reflection and just this whole opportunity. I was surprised at what came out and when I was really honest with myself. And so allow yourself conscious investor to be honest with yourself. Once we find that disempowering belief, how do we change that into that supercharged belief that is going to just launch us into, because now you're like, I'm ready. Let's go. I'm going to be speaking. So conscious investor, if you have something, an opportunity, you want to reach out to Michael and say, Michael, come speak because he's powerful. Living lucky is a powerful thing. When we want to step into that empowering belief, how do we make that transition? Yeah, that's a great question, Julie. And first and foremost, if you're able to find that and acknowledge it, first and foremost, that's a huge step. Huge. Just being aware of that it's there and that it's living there. Then you can start to see what it's costing you in terms of opportunities, in terms of serving others in terms of serving yourself and your family and your friends, right? And again, a lot of times this is unconscious, but as soon as you take the time to reflect and you identify it, then all of a sudden you can make an intellectual choice to potentially start working on it and move past it. So I'll tell you a few different things. I told you that once I identified this, this was like a three-year journey, right? It didn't just happen overnight. And that's okay. I think You also want to give yourself some patience to know that, okay, well, we've had all these years of conditioning, right? And all these thoughts that support the idea of a belief. And what is a belief really, right? All it is, it's a feeling of certainty about something specific, right? So for example, like when I was a kid, I had the belief that I was an introvert. Well, I am an introvert, but because I was an introvert, then it made me shy and I didn't really have much to say. So that's part of the limiting belief. And I started telling myself, and I look for different pieces of evidence to support that, right? Oh, like the last time I spoke to this group of people, like they weren't really paying attention. So, okay, there's a leg to stand on for that belief. So know that these foundations of these limiting beliefs usually have some deep roots and that's okay. 
The great thing is that, again, you can use certain tools like this physiology exercise where you're actually breaking through. So that's one thing. And if you've never gone to a Tony Robbins seminar, I definitely recommend it. It's something to be experienced. It's truly an experience because it's literally taking physiology with thought and intention and moving your entire body. So that's one tool. The other thing too is we've all heard of just affirmations. Like, okay, I could sit there and be like, well, you know, people really want to hear what I have to say. People really want to hear what I have to say. And I could say that over and over again. The challenge with that though, is it doesn't integrate the physiology. And when you don't do that, then you don't get the visceral feeling of it shifting. So what's even more powerful is to do what's called an incantation, which is an affirmation plus physiology. So instead, it would be something like, people need to hear what I have to say because there's so much more that I can do to help serve the world, right? And then you're engaging your physiology. Even if you don't necessarily believe it, your brain will start getting rewired. And so there'd be periods of time where during my morning routine, I would do these incantations and basically supporting this belief that I can speak well, that I can do all these different things. And at the time, I could not speak well. I tell you, Julie, I would literally get behind a microphone and I would just have all these filler words. I would say ums and ahs. I would speak not even knowing what I was going to say. And then my words would just get all twisted. And I was like, I can never do this. How does Obama do? He's like incredible. Like, And I was just like, no way I could ever do that. But again, that's a belief, right? And the great thing about this, listeners, is that part of chipping away at this belief is starting to take action on the other side of it, right? What if your empowering belief is actually true? What would you do? Well, a lot of times it means being willing to be okay failing. What if you adopted the idea of living lucky in service of others? Well, as soon as you start serving other people, the world's going to open up for you. How would life show up for you then at that point? And so as you start to believe these different ideas and you start finding different pieces of evidence to support it, then all of a sudden your brain's like, oh, okay, interesting. So basically, after I started this podcast with Marlon, right, I told you I was terrible, but I got better and better and better. Around episode 50 or 60, I basically got an email out of the blue saying, hey, we're a book publisher. We see that you blog on personal finances. Would you like to write a book on financial independence and retiring early? Looks like you've done that. And I'm like, yes, sure. Living lucky, right? So I did the book thing and got it all written up during COVID and whatnot and had a decent launch. And then Barnes & Noble was like, all right, we'd like you to do a book launch at the store and also speak to a group of people. And I started getting in my head. I'm like, oh, no. This is super scary, right? But I'm like, well, living lucky, step up, move forward. And so I spoke to the people. And was I good? No, I was actually not very good. That was my first time speaking in public. But it's okay. People were there. They wanted support. And I moved on to the next thing. All of a sudden, five months later, six months later, I get a call. Actually, it wasn't a call. It was an email. Another email out of the blue. Hey, I'm a producer for the local CBS television station in San Diego. We'd like for you to come on and share about your book. I'm like, okay. And this is live television now, right? But guess what? I wouldn't have been able to do live television unless I had already done 70 episodes of my podcast, right? Because if I'd done that episode one or two or three, there's no way that I would have been comfortable doing it. I probably still would have done it. It would have been really bad. And that's fine. That would have just been a different journey. 
But again, I feel like these things open up. And then fast forward, then I got other speaking opportunities. Good Morning America came knocking like the half year ago. And so I got to go into Good Morning America. And all these things are things that I didn't ask for, Julie. They just started to show up and started to appear. So again, evidence for living lucky. So I think part of shifting this belief is really recrafting your identity and being able to find evidence of that it's true. And the great thing about that is if you put yourself into proximity of great people, if you listen to podcasts like Conscious Investor, right, and you listen to Julie's episodes about mindset, these things are going to elevate you and put you in a different state of consciousness that are going to allow you to, I believe, attract these opportunities to you. Living Lucky is powerful. And I absolutely loved just hanging out in the kitchen I think the very first evening and we were catching up, we hadn't seen each other for some months and it was just great to see you in person. And you're wearing this hat. We started talking about this concept of living lucky. And I thought it's really powerful. And I love that you don't mean it's like, oh, it's luck. It just happens. But putting ourselves in those positions of, I can challenge my disempowering beliefs. I can show up and it's uncomfortable. And when I do this and I live into my service and contribution of others, then opportunities just come towards me. You've said this many times over the time we've known each other, and you said it a lot at the Mastermind event, and that was, you don't have to go and pull up these opportunities. It's like, they're coming to you and they're like pulling you along, which is really exciting. Yeah. And it's super fun. I got to tell you, one of my values is I like to have fun and I love variety. And yeah, the world opens up. I will tell you this, Julie, I do want to share with the listeners is that there was a period of my time when I didn't do things in service of others. It was actually very self-centered because I was trying to build wealth because I thought what I wanted was the certainty of never having to work again and the significance of having built this company such that I didn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you that everyone has a journey, right? And as I went along this, it was very self-centered and I couldn't get myself to do things until I think I had enough. And then I made that conscious decision to contribute and serve more. And that's when everything also opened up as well. And that living lucky thing started kind of flowing. So again, no matter where you're at, listener, I think first and foremost is just really tapping into, okay, what is it that's holding me back? And what's the opportunity, the amazing opportunity that can shift this coming year going into 2024? Because this is a perfect time, Julie, we talked about it, that right at the end of the year, we can reflect on what's been great what can be improved upon, and where can we head consciously into 2024, as well as being open and receptive to receiving potentially gifts and experiences that are aligned with how we want to show up in this world. Mm -hmm. It's so important. And Conscious Investor, if you're listening to this, and this is 2026, 2030, whenever you're listening to this, it's going to be that time of year. It's always that time of year to pause for reflection. So we don't have to wait for the chronological year to be turning or a new millennium or a new century or anything like that. We can reflect over the last six months. We can reflect over the last one month, the last week, the last day. We can take that time to reflect and that opens up the opportunity. So much growth. Michael, we, you and I, this is one of our favorite topics, I think. And I know that we could just continue to go down the rabbit hole. 
And unfortunately, I have to say we have to wrap up. It breaks my heart, but I'm so grateful for the opportunity to serve you, Conscious Investor, with Michael, but dig up that disempowering belief. And you might be in a point and position where you're extremely successful. I know Conscious Investor, a lot of you look at me as, oh, Julie, you've got it done. And yet I unearthed more than three disempowering beliefs that are holding me back from an even greater contribution. And so there isn't a point where we've arrived and we have it all figured out. Like this is a lifetime. This is a journey. And I love that you said that, Michael, that we need to be patient with ourselves. We can't expect that all of this hard wiring that's been woven into the fabric of our life over decades is just going to be gone overnight. Disempowering beliefs will resurface. They might resurface in a new way. It's almost like slaying a hydra. That's like, you know, get one head and another one grows back. It's like, that's not a bad thing. That keeps us on our toes, keep our awareness high as we are in that service and contribution of others. I'm excited to see 2024 unfold for you, Michael. And I'm excited to see you on stages, particularly at our friend Dustin Heiner's RoofCon Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference in St. Louis that will be taking place in March. It's taking place the weekend after the Conscious Investor Growth Summit. So you can go to two powerful events. I know Michael's speaking at least one of those events, maybe two. Um, (laughs) I'm going to put you on the spot. But anyhow, if you want to go hang out with Michael, if you want to see him in person and meet with him and such, he's going to be at the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference and he's going to be delivering a keynote and it's going to be exceptional and a great opportunity. Other ways that they can connect up with you in the meantime, Michael, how would you like people to connect up? with? Absolutely. If you'd like to connect up with me, you can go to my website. It's michaelquan.net and Quan is spelled Q-U-A-N. And if you're interested in the mastermind, we have a real estate investors mastermind called the Wealth Builders Mastermind, actually. And it's wbmm.org. It's a great opportunity to connect up with like-minded people. And when we have proximity, as Michael mentioned, that opens up so much opportunity in our life. So you don't want to miss out. You want to make sure you go and you connect up with Michael in a variety of ways. And also... If you haven't already subscribed to his podcast, Breakthrough Millionaire, make sure you head over there right now that you check out his podcast with Marlon and you'll see exactly why he was speaking of Marlon in the way he was. Marlon is just, and the dynamic between the two of you is amazing. And that's content that you create is amazing. So make sure you head over, check out Breakthrough Millionaire podcast, hit the subscribe button. Otherwise you're going to lose it. And be like, oh, I saw it. No, hit the subscribe button when you're there so that it's coming up in your feed and you're able to go, oh yeah, I want to listen to it. You need to listen to it. And I promise you, once you listen to it, you're going to say, I want to listen to it. Michael, thank you so much. Thank you for just being such a light in the world and just the contribution that you offer to everyone around you. Thank you so much, Julie. It's been a pleasure as always. And thank you so much listeners for allowing me to join you today. And definitely subscribe on the Conscious Investor podcast if you haven't yet. And I'm going to let you know that I'm actually listening more often than I do, (laughs) Julie, (laughs) because I'm listening, even though I haven't told you. (laughs) Well, thank you very much. And Conscious Investor, thank you so much for sharing space with us today. And this show is sponsored by Three Keys Investments. Three Keys Investments helps busy professionals invest passively in apartment complexes and assisted living facilities. 
We aim to double our investors' capital over the course of five years and still offer a strong preferred return. This is backed by tangible real estate without the hassle and headache of managing it. Hey, I love talking with investors looking to take their first or their next steps into passive investing. So schedule time for us to sit down. There's a link down in the show notes. Let's schedule time for us to talk and connect. If you're hesitant because you think it's going to be like going to the DMV, then just look to the reviews on Apple Podcasts. You're going to notice how many people gain and grow through these calls. And if my company cannot help you, I have a really powerful network of extraordinary people, and I am not hesitant at all to offer an introduction to you and someone who I know can support you in reaching and exceeding your goals. So don't be a stranger conscious investor. Until next time, live big, love bigger, and do great things. Are you enjoying this episode? Help spread the word by sharing the episode with a friend or family member. Because really, where would any of our lives be without other people sharing great content with us? Help spread the word by sharing on your social platforms and with those you care about. And remember, tag me at Happy Julie Holly. Thank you.